0: Welcome to Pitco Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McBarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. Really what economic development is when you boil it down to simplest terms uh, is that we are problem solvers for businesses.
1: These comments are from Pennsylvania County Economic Development Director Matt Rowe, who is today's guest on Pitco Happenings. I worked with Matt a lot when I was at the newspaper. You know, we talk about projects that were moving into the area, companies expanding or moving into the area for the first time. But I know when a lot of people hear economic development, Matt, they don't really know what that means. But to start, if you just kind of want to talk to me a little bit about what is economic development? What do you do on a day-to-day basis?
0: Appreciate you having me on your podcast, number one. Really, what economic development is when you boil it down to simplest terms uh, is that we are problem solvers for businesses. The, the academia folks will really have these long, you know, broad definitions of where we're doing business retention, expansion, and retraction, B, R, E, uh, and A. But really what it boils down to, I think, uh, in my role is, is like a problem solver. So for example, problem solving can be as simple as a company has, uh, uh, excess demand for supply. Which means they're going to do an expansion. They're going to look for a new site. The company is facing uncompetitive situations due to logistics costs. And of course, also easy one here at the local level, ensuring that you have business friendly regulations, you know, obviously on the zoning side. That's one of the things I love about this job. It's one of the things I love about government's role typically in economic development, uh, is just that it's uh very variable on a day to day basis. And the types of problems that we see are very unique, uh constantly uh changing case by case. Uh, And thankfully, in the county here, we've had a pretty good success rate of being able to solve those problems, both for businesses that are already here, but also for businesses that uh,
1: are looking for
0: us to be problem solvers to allow them to come into our community.
1: So what I hear you saying is a lot of what you're doing is sort of facilitating the development of business in our in our area.
0: That's exactly correct. So to be a good economic developer, you want to be a master of nothing and good at everything. Frankly, uh, you know, we as developers, we don't have any of the answers. We're just simply trying to put all of the pieces together. I use that puzzle analogy, right? The worst thing you can do is you do all that work and then you're still missing one piece of the puzzle and you can't complete the puzzle. And, uh, and that oftentimes happens. I mean, 85% of everything we touch fails. Uh, and, and that's a typical standard. Uh, you know, uh, percentage that we go by. And so we're used to failure. We spend a lot of time, things fall apart. So when you see an announcement, that's where all of the pieces have fit into the, the puzzle exactly correct.
1: I know during the past year, you know, I think for for everyone, obviously, things have been very different due to the, the regulations and, and guidelines in place because of COVID. I know Obviously, for for you guys, things have changed a lot, too, in terms of how business is done and even the direction business is going in the future once the pandemic is done. So kind of talk to me a little bit about that, about what that's been like switching gears and navigating through this pandemic.
0: The number one thing that businesses want to try to always avoid is risk. And that was a risk that no business can ever prepare for. From the end of, uh, <laughs> of February through, for example, the middle part of April of 2020, the entire business world changed in a matter of 60 days. You'll have to then pivot quickly and understand that, OK, in this time of crisis, there's going to be opportunities. You know, things will get back to a relative normal, but the normal is going to be a new normal. Mm-hmm. And so I think it comes down to which communities are able to pivot quickly enough and adapt quickly enough in order to take advantage and position themselves well for that new normal. So one of the things that we did that I think was extremely advantageous for our community, uh, in addition to our you know, obviously the businesses themselves, we as a county... Proactively wrote letters on behalf of companies to the state explaining their role in the manufacturing supply chain, for example. And so what it enabled us to do is it allowed us to really establish all of our manufacturers to a certain degree as being uh, essential businesses.
1: I know Pennsylvania County's unemployment rate was, was never as high as a lot of other places, as a lot of cities and places that are more dependent on the service sector. So do you think that's a major reason why our unemployment rate was able to remain relatively low?
0: Areas that were heavily focused in manufacturing and were able to make the case for essential businesses and in, in manufacturing weathered the storm, you know, much more favorably than areas that were, you know, uh, really service sector based.
1: You know, you're you're talking about businesses that are already here that you know have have been able to stay open. But I understand that we've had several announcements of new companies continuing to expand and come into the region. So first, if you want to tell us a little bit about a few of those announcements, like how have those happened despite COVID?
0: I mean, you know, since 2018, between the city and Pennsylvania County, we've announced over 3,000 jobs. At the end of the day, when an announcement occurs, you know, like that, it typically takes if they're if it's a new project or they're going to have to build something, so on and so forth. It probably takes about a year to year and a half to when you first actually see the first hires come on board. And so, what you're seeing now is where those announcements are starting to result in uh, in impacting the broader community, right? You're there's, I mean, you know, Morgan Olson, for example, you know, over 450 folks out there already, um, and then of course, you know, Intertape is such a great, great flagship company for this community, and uh, of course, they just recently announced another 50 jobs and 45 million dollars of investment, which we're very thankful for. You know, Ison Manufacturing uh, went into the, previously the AC Furniture Company; they're actively hiring, and uh, Amthor International they completed their uh, you know expansion. And they're actively hiring Eastern Panel Manufacturing. They're still actively hiring you know, Stan River Plastics, even with all the COVID challenges and everything else. You know, they're, they're working on closing on the, on the financing, uh, there. And what you really find is in this community is that all of that hard work is creating jobs, honestly, north to south. I mean, Aero Farms is in the process of mobilizing to break ground on their new facility. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, what we're what we're really truly finding is is that um there's a lot of folks right now that are looking for qualified individuals and we're very confident that the workforce uh, that's in the region both existing and coming through our trade school programs and technical programs will step up uh to to meet those needs.
1: So for those those members of the workforce, say it's someone who who unfortunately may have lost their job during this time or is just looking for a new career. How do they go about finding these these opportunities that you're talking about? And what what other training programs do we have in our region to help facilitate that?
0: You know, Virginia Employment Commission is uh, is probably the number one uh, source. Contact VEC. You know they have offices right there in in Danville, and through that program, you know they provide you know or, or they obtain your resume, skill set, so on and so forth. They have a list of of openings. You know, and then I think also you know most of of our employers are very tech savvy, so you know getting on Indeed and looking at job postings online. As far as technical training programs, um, our technical training programs are truly second to none. For those that are already in the workforce, there's a lot of opportunities for them to be able to um, take advantage of these programs through Danville Community College, uh, through uh, open uh, entry, open exit programs. So, uh, you know, that's, for example, uh, for folks that maybe have a shift during the day and have some time at night, uh, you know, they can go and they can take those same skill set programs uh, at their pace and at their leisure in in uh, in some of these facilities
1: moving forward into mm-hmm. the future what's our what's our outlook for economic development both specifically with that site but also just yeah. for for Pennsylvania county and our region as yeah. a whole so
0: so so we are seeing interest levels right now from companies at levels um that I've never seen here you know but right now it's like the floodgates have opened up and what's happened is is that companies have sat on cash during this pandemic time, they can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to do capital spins with low interest rates. Announcement-wise, what that means to the average citizen is, is that you should see and continue to see a lot of companies that are coming to our area. And they're coming to our area because we're extremely attractive the cost of doing business, the availability of labor, great logistics. And so I think it's really important for the citizens to understand, you know, they should be very bullish on their community. They, mm-hmm. do, they have something very unique going on here. And outside companies are seeing that and they're valuing it.
1: I want to circle back to what you said earlier that eighty-five percent of what you guys deal with doesn't doesn't go through, and that does not mean that that what you guys do is a waste. With the sensitive nature of what they do, with the confidentiality, with the way that things can shift with or without COVID, on a dime, deals can just fall apart.
0: You're exactly right. I mean, so at the end of the day, there's ten thousand other Pennsylvania counties throughout the you know the United States that are fighting. In essence, over the same opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. They want the same opportunities. We want to keep our young people home. We want to grow the community. We have to sometimes, uh, you know, pick and choose projects that are good fits for us. And the same thing with with companies. And and this is a really unique job in the fact that I cannot control what a company does. Or does not do on, you know, in their selection process or even after they've made an announcement, right? I mean, I've, you can have a company make an announcement, make this great fanfare and then they never do anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, something changes on their end or something gets delayed or, or they don't perform. Right. And so at that point in time, you know, the whole thing really comes down to. Um,
1: how well did you mitigate the public's risk? We've talked about this a lot, both when I was at the paper and here, that economic development, a lot of it is offering those deals and incentives. But you guys aren't offering, you know, cash handouts or anything no, like that's that. No, that's You're- a false
0: fallacy. The fact of the matter is when you actually read through these performance agreements, so on and so forth, Pennsylvania County does not provide any funds to any company upfront, unsecured. Mm-hmm. We don't do it. So the value is typically, uh, I'd say 90% of the time is through a tax rebate. Uh, so that's where they pay the taxes, right? Assuming that they've performed what they said they were going to do, and if they've done so, and we do monitor and check, then we simply rebate a percentage—you know, we write a check back to them of what right. they paid, mm-hmm. of eighty percent, or seventy percent, or fifty, whatever it is. Most time, it's fifty percent. What you often find will find for deals that I present to the board, it's almost entirely always in the form of tax rebates, and also being creative with the company and showing them long-term value that they may not recognize that's here compared to maybe a com- competing site
1: no that makes a lot of sense well, I mean I think we've you know we've covered a lot of ground mm-hmm. is there anything else Matt that that you would want to add or think it's important that people know
0: no I think my final comment to them would be I'm extremely bullish on this community and I don't say that just because of
1: you know what my job title
0: is I mean I live here just like they do mm-hmm. this is a community that has a bright future if we play our cards right and we're trying our best to play those cards right and we have mm-hmm. a lit- we have a limited amount of time in my humble opinion to play those cards right. And so I think just for the the citizens and the listeners to understand, they are an active part of economic development. So when a company is looking at us, they're reading all of our newspaper articles, they're reading all of our Facebook comments, they're reading everything. And and think about it: if you were going to invest fifty million dollars in a community, would you go in you know blinded, blindfolded? And the answer is no, right? And so just for them to kind of keep that in mind, and you know they are an active participant. In economic development, whether they want to be or not. So I appreciate the part that they've played because they've really given us the resources to be able to succeed. And, and I'm very confident that success will continue.
1: Matt, thanks for joining us. I appreciate yeah, it. Thanks, Caleb. And now for a few Pennsylvania County announcements. A few months ago, I interviewed Susan McCulloch, who's the Pennsylvania County Economic Development Project Manager. And she talked about our Small Business Assistance Grant Program. So far, 11 local businesses have been allocated funding and more are currently going through the application process. Roughly 20 businesses will receive as much as $15,000 in assistance. The Pittsylvania Pet Center is running a St. Patrick's Day special on Wednesday, March 17th. You can adopt any adult dog for just $17. This price includes the dog's spay and neuter costs and all required vaccinations. The Pet Center is open from 12 to 6 on Wednesday, so head on out to find a new dog for just $17. Puppies are not included. The Pennsylvania County Parks and Recreation Youth Baseball season is scheduled to begin in May, and signups begin this past weekend. You can sign up online by going to pittsylvaniacountyva.gov backslash 249 backslash baseball and click on the Active Network Register Online blue button, which is at the top of the page. One of Pennsylvania County's largest employers, delivery van manufacturing company Morgan Olson, continues to ramp up production. Morgan Olson moved into IKEA's old facility in 2020. The company is hosting an all-day hiring event for assemblers and machine operators on Saturday, March 20th, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. The openings are for first and third shifts in prior industrial, assembly, or warehouse experience is preferred. You can apply online for these positions on the Morgan Olson website, and you may also reserve an interview slot.
0: Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to four three four four eight nine eight seven three nine.